0: My name is Zoe, the co-host of Not Superwoman. I am the granddaughter of French, English and Irish immigrants now living on Boorong land. I acknowledge that we meet on the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kula Nation, who are the traditional owners of the land in which this podcast was recorded. We pay respects to elders past and present. I recognise and respect their cultural heritage beliefs and relationships with this land. Welcome to this week's episode of Not Super Woman. This week we are joined by the seriously stunning Alex Pike. And I'm not actually joking when I say oh, that no. she is like. <laughs> Literally. You're giving me that look and <laughs> yeah. I'm like,
1: yeah, she's drop dead gorgeous. Yes, she is. Alex is a award winning cosmetics injector um, and also an entrepreneur because she's got multiple successful businesses and interesting to talk to her because we really wanted to try and understand and get to know who Alex Pike is underneath it all and. Um, well I think there's that stigma like
0: when you look at her Instagram, which I often do, she is you know perceived to be perfect, flawless yeah and you do find yourself wanting to be that.
1: yes, well, it's very aspirational and it is like a picture perfect um ideal like idealism but I think what's so was so refreshing is to talk to her is she's a woman she's a woman that has she started out yeah, and mo- she's got flaws yes. Like, And and struggles and juggles like us all. And she started out modelling in the 90s. She reshifted her focus into um, nursing. And then from nursing, she became a cosmetics injector and started up her own um, business. And then from there has been able to run two clinics and do um, a very successful podcast and a coaching program. And, you know, she's it's like, wow, but... What's, like, through that she's had um, she had postnatal depression with her second baby and she talks us through that and how she worked her way out of that because she was also separated and, like, just, you know, behind every perfect picture there is a story and it was really refreshing to get to know the story because it's um, a, a powerful one through its juggles and, and struggles. And it's real
0: life. Mm. Like, I loved it when she chatted about the reasons why she – loves what she does with work because she has women coming in that are in their 50s that have never spent any money on themselves and they may have it, you know, been be having their first, I guess, Botox. Mm. And she's like it transforms them, you know, not just on a, I guess, aesthetics level but makes them feel so good about themselves. Mm. And that's really important.
1: And build such a rapport with them too. I know she said she sees like 15 women a day and she gets the opportunity to talk about life and, and you know, all the struggles that one of them we talk about that she's got started going through recently is perimenopause and all the signs and symptoms of that and then she gets to talk to her clients about how they're managing it, what are their symptoms, what are they going through and um, it's it's just sort of refreshing to hear her honesty about it all. And what we've got to look forward to. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Well, we can't wait to bring you this chat. Welcome, Alex Pike. Welcome, Alex.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of Not Superwoman. we like, this is very, very exciting. We've got... Alex Pike with us today. Alex is registered nurse in aesthetics, an entrepreneur, business owner, and really um, an amazing public profile. And I'm we are like, gosh, it's I, I'm nervous and, and excited to be speaking with you today because I'm I'm fascinated by all of the different facets of your life, your experiences and your journey into getting into um cosmetics and aesthetics I'm very excited and we've just realized we all went to the same school which is hilarious like
0: as we've just been sitting here chatting we're just like oh my god we're old cronies
2: (laughs) Uh, thank you for having me I'm really excited to be here oh welcome well we were
1: chatting in as Zoe was saying prior to this interview and we're talking about how when I was looking into your um I just was astonished at how much you've been able to achieve, achieve and navigate within your career. And then within that, I was I like I was saying to you and being completely transparent and honest. You are successful within business, you're incredibly beautiful, you are you. so fit and strong, you speak so well publicly, eloquently. You – and it's intimidating. You have three boys. Yes, I'm like, you're a mum of three boys. you yeah, I'm with boys. I'm like, whoa.
2: Yes, it's uh, – the boys have been, you know, the best part really of all of it. But, yeah, it's been so busy.
1: I know. And what's like – what sort of underneath it all, it was like this is – you are intimidating. And and I don't mean that in, in a negative um, way whatsoever. It's just more – I'm like this – it feels – you feel um, powerful and and – come across and present powerful because of the way in which you present and hold yourself. And it made me wonder the Alex underneath and, like, how you got to a point of having – so much self-control to be able to contribute to your health and well-being and to be able to raise three boys and to be able to change industries because when I was reading about you, you started out modelling from a really young age. I did, yes. Yeah, you started modelling at the age of 12. I did.
2: Can you tell us a bit about that?
1: How did that even come about?
2: Uh, My sister, very sweet, she's a year older than me, she um, wanted to enter me into the Dolly Cover Girl. Uh, I love she actually, that I, miss that I miss that magazine. Same, <laughs> uh, and it was yeah. The, the, the magazines were so big back then. I mean, I loved reading Cleo and oh, Cosmo, yeah. and, and and
0: that taught us so much about life, mm. Mm. like womanhood. Yeah. Like, how would I've learnt?
2: Dolly Doctor. Yeah, I was just All thinking about that. Dolly yeah. Doctor. Even the, even the journalists that came from that, like Lisa Wilkinson, I think, was yes. the um, editor-in-chief at Clio. Yep. Mm. Um, and um, Mia Friedman, obviously, it was also, you know, years later there or Cosmopolitan, I think. But, you know, magazines are so big, so it was such a – definitely had an influence uh, fashion for me, and I was very keen to be a journalist myself. Mm. So Emma took this great picture and we got the call – and I made it to be a finalist. Oh, wow. um, so I was 12 years so old. Did they fly you to Sydney? Yeah, they flew us to oh, Sydney. Oh, that's young. I was I'm so like fun. 12. I was a baby. From Albury? Yeah, from Albury. Yeah, yep. And um, yeah, Chadwick's was then owned by Peter Chadwick's and Stuart Cameron. So their, their lead girl at the time was Elle McPherson and Rachel Hunter. So it was no. that, that classic oh, supermodel time. I remember being in the agency and like Rachel Hunter just swept through. She, I think she just started dating Rod Stewart at that time. So I just like goosebumps, just like in awe. You know, it was it was such a it was such a different time. It was the nineteen nineties. So how did you get to nursing?
0: Like, well, did someone that,
2: say, "Would you well my father, ever consider nursing?" Yeah, well, my mother said, "Would you consider nursing?" And I was like, "Nursing? Like, it was just so far away from anything. I really wanted to be in media. I was obsessed with media, and um, yeah, nursing to end up nursing it was completely bizarre. So then, at what stage did you have your first bar? Um, so I had my first baby at 27 yeah, and I, I've just never experienced like love like that in my life. Mm. And I remember him and I, like Hudson and I would just like go everywhere together. The first baby was just such a beautiful experience mm. that I, I just, I said to my husband, we're having another one. So I got pregnant again straight away and then I got so um, you
0: didn't go back to work though I during that I time we oh, did? Yep.
2: Okay. But then I got that, um, you know, that condition. They didn't even know what it was That then, that bedridden nausea, that, you know, paralysis. Oh, oh, horrific morning sickness. Horrific. Yeah, and obviously debilitating. Bedridden. Yep. Wow. So I actually ended up having to um, stop work. And I actually went back to mum and dad's in Albury. I couldn't even get off the we bed. We would need someone yeah. caring for you. And my yeah. husband at the time, he was travelling around Australia. I went home to mum and dad and then um, had the second baby.
1: Were you out
2: of the industry after your second for a little while or were
1: you yeah. always sort of yeah. tapped into it and doing freelance? Or <coughs>
2: Well, um, yeah, I had terrible, terrible um, postnatal depression. Um, after the second one.
0: and So not with the first. So it doesn't, like, doesn't mean just because you've had it with one or haven't with Maybe another. Maybe I
2: did. Maybe I did. Yeah. Um, but I think I was just so excited about being a mum that mm. I kind of got on with it. But the second one, the marriage started to be rocky and yeah. I, I yeah, definitely had postnatal depression and um, made the decision to go home. And was that decision to go home in line with separating? Yeah, but it was, but it was. I didn't think that I would, like, we would definitely end up not together, but it definitely broke down. Mm. And was your family really supportive of you? Yeah, I mean, they've always been supportive. But, yeah, it was a very, very painful period in my life. Were you
1: aware that you had postnatal depression or is it in
2: hindsight that you reflect upon that now? Definitely in hindsight. Yeah, okay. But I just don't think there was as much help. You know? Yeah,
1: I think it's really hard even with the help that might be available today because now in hindsight mm. I think I suffered postnatal depression with my first. But it, I think um, it, it's so hard when you're in the depths of it mm. to, to, to recognise that you might actually need some form of help yeah, or support. Yeah, and you don't know. Like, yeah. Um, and so no. how did you work your way through that?
2: Well, it was very, very difficult. But this was sort of how the walking obsession started. Right. So I had two babies under two. I had a double pram and I ended up walking, you know, that's how I started walking seven to 10 Ks a day. Mm. So walking has always been my therapy, I yep. would say, and definitely music therapy. And definitely I, I when I'm moving, I manifest. So Fine. when I'm listening to music, I'm thinking about the future mm-hmm. um, a lot. So that's sort of how it started. I had absolutely, you know, no money. I was living in Aubrey. It was very tough. I ended up getting... A job at a colonoscopy clinic it was just horrendous. It was so hideous and I remember saying to myself, I can't do this. Like, mm. This is not me. Mm. And I ended up approaching a um dermatologist and saying, "Can I please do cosmetic injections for you?" And he was a very conservative man and he said, "I will allow you to do um, you know neurotoxins only, which is anti-wrinkle." No yep. fillers, and I—I I just took it, and I said, "Okay, fine." And I, for just one year straight, I just did neurotoxin, and um, you know, built. And this bought, is in Albury. Yeah, bought yep. a house, and then um, I left and decided to approach some doctors in Albury and opened my first clinic. There's still a lot of guilt passed down from my parents about being vain. And that really came from the church, I think, that vanity, you know, is is a sin, right? So there was a lot of brainwashing that if you if you appeared to be looking after yourself, you weren't a good person. Yes. So I still you know, I meet women, you know, fifty-one, fifty-two, they've they've never really done anything for themselves. They've raised their children, their income is good, the children have gone, they're in their late twenties now probably, and they're coming into me for the first time. And that's where I do my magic. So I guess it's a, an aspect of self-care
1: and I think even we were talking to um, Dr. Billy Garvey, who's a behavioural paediatrician mm-hmm. at one of the major kids' hospitals, and he was saying um, that he he's like, I love going to the hairdresser because I just love sitting down and having that interaction mm. with my hairdresser because we bond, we chat, I tell him st- stuff to get off my chest. Yeah. That then they come and sit in your chair, and I'm sure you're getting a side to them that mm. they probably wouldn't otherwise share with most people.
2: Yeah, oh, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. And it's um, it's it's one of those moments, you know, it's really special. I guess going back to peri,
0: is it perimenopause, menopause? Well, some of them are premenopause, some of them are menopause. Like we're starting to talk about
2: that. I don't know anything minefield. about that minefield. Like Nothing. It's it's just like it's been really difficult because I don't feel. Like I'm, I'm – peri- I've just started to get – Enter into yeah. perimenopause. What do you mind explaining what symptoms or things you're experiencing? Yeah, so the cycle definitely changes. So that's been the first thing. Mm. Um, and you do have a drop in, in estrogen. So mm-hmm. what, what I couldn't get over mm. because I'm so fit is that because of the lack of estrogen, your skin just starts to sag. Mm -hmm. okay and look I'm not shy about you know having things done and and um, I have treatments obviously I've had upper eyelid surgery blepharoplasty and I had some you know liposuction to my jawline I'm not you know I'm afraid to you know own things but when you start getting you know real laxity at the front of your thighs and when your body's been quite toned, mm. that that was the yeah, first thing a that fit I started Yeah, And to healthy notice. person, sure. so it's like, why? Yeah. At what
0: point does exercise and diet mm. not help?
2: Help? Yes. And I was that you know, I was sort of almost overnight. Like I looked really good, like body wise, and then overnight everything just started to head south. That was the first thing I sort of physically noted no, um, noticed. But in terms of my emotions sort of after ovulation, it would just be this downward spiral of basically depression. Mm -hmm. And um, what ended up happening was there's a real correlation. um, There's a book that I'll share, I think it's called The Hormonal Repair, but there's a real correlation between lack of iron and menopause. So what ended up happening was I was just in a complete brain fog. I was going home and after a long day of injecting, um, and just getting into bed at six o'clock, like just weird. Like, you're mm. so lethargic. Like, yeah, and I was just like, I wasn't even really noticing. So I ended up having the blood stun and I have absolutely no iron. And then that's when um, the doctor said, Well, maybe you are also perimenopausal. And I was just like, What? Like, it would just, you know what I mean? Yeah, you like you're know, you're not, of and
0: you're so busy at work, you wouldn't think about it. it. And then
2: you're like, Sorry. Yeah. And so then. Which wasn't great. I was sort of prescribed some hormones and estrogen gel and then some progesterone, but what I didn't realise too is that I have a thing which is called progesterone sensitivity. Right. So some people can't take progesterone orally. I just I was almost in the fetal position. Yes, yeah, so it makes you feel so sick. Uh, no, 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 no. Were like you? just depressed. You're oh, depressed. depressed? Oh, my gosh. Like I had this complete extreme mood um, yes. reaction from the hormones. So um, I've come off everything now and I'm working with um, the girls, um, Nat. They've just released a product which is just—it's called the Absolute. So, so
0: are they a naturopath? Yeah. Yes. So, okay. I'm just sort of yeah, it trying was to just,
2: recalibrate. Yeah, a bit I'm, different I'm recalibrating, things. and then you know, I have my wellness program, Inside Out Beauty. This whole Inside Out Beauty thing was because I was just feeling so terrible. So the daily, yes. ta- the daily disciplines that I do, but with every podcast I've listened to and everything I've read,
0: mm.
2: um, ketogenic diet. And no alcohol are the number one things you need to firstly do. Mm. So that is oh, like literally that's... the the foods you're craving. You know how you you know you can't even nail down anything, not nail down in that sort of just before your period. You like want to eat everything. Yes. Yeah. Well, all those foods that you're. Cr- craving are the ones that are going to inflame you right so of course been, they are. Yeah, of course. so I <laughs> had this really interesting journey um also working with um Jack Boone who wrote the nutrition for my program and you know he's got a lot of experience with hormonal women so it's been it's been really interesting and I feel like I'm just sort of getting started really trying to find out what works for me right um but it's a minefield
1: you but, know, it really
2: this is, is terrifying. I
1: mean, <laughs> I, I can only imagine, because even I was talking to someone um, who is in their late 40s and saying that she's been experiencing things like sweating, like profusely sweating, mm. and like she's yeah, and like rage. a shower... Another friend
0: was saying she just goes from zero to ten in rage.
1: Yeah. Well, this woman was saying she showers before she goes to bed and goes to sleep and does all her beauty routine and then she wakes up and she's been sweating in her sleep profusely and she's like, it's so gross because it's like, where does this come from? But it's been in relation to her adjustments and body changes with perimenopause.
2: That was one of the first things I actually noticed was day 21 because I I map my cycle Mm. um, because I suffer – from this sort of downward spiral post-ovulation. We even have it in the calendar at work period week because I'm not at my best. Yeah. So the staff are well, aware. Well, yeah, and you kind of know. Yeah and, yeah, and not and you that can I'm plan, be. Well, you can yeah. plan, I guess, everything yeah. you've got on. Sure. Knowledge is power. But just mm-hmm. that, you know, I might be a little bit more highly strung during that week. Mm. So as, as long as everyone's <laughs> aware of that. No, but it's it's like it's it's not easy, you know what I mean, because I can't help it. Yeah. But it's – um. so I've been mapping, you know – I know day one and then day 21 was the first symptom of the night sweat but that's when I started to realise oh this is actually happening. So
1: my next question would be like how does that fare because like we've been talking about it from a practical perspective of things that you do and have been sort of reviewing which also I will highlight is like so insightful to see how um self-aware that you are that you would look into say mapping and dating things and going you know like I think that's a fantastic way to tackle it what, what's the mind shift or mindset when you start going through this adjustment period is it
2: like emotionally challenging it's been very emotionally challenging yeah mm. absolutely and I probably have noticed that sort of that rage snap factor Mm. You know, particularly being a little bit irritated, mm. but um, also really acknowledging in that in those moments that this will pass. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's not. This is not. This feeling is not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, you know, it's been really great to talk to other women. I'm really lucky because I see, you know, 10 to 15 women daily. Well, yeah, and you, and you can... I talk to them about it yes. and say, oh, how did you go? And it's just been really interesting to get, um, you know, others' opinions. We'll back see what down. works for them yeah, and what they do. Because absolutely. And no one talks say, about oh, I didn't it. even notice. But I find that hard to believe. So it is a, an adjustment, but also mm. how, do, how do I manage it? Mm. And, I mean, I'm a big... I have to have a routine. Mm. You know, I, my poor little boy um, dislocated his finger. I was telling you girls before, and we, we spent the morning yesterday in, at the emergency department. And then I, from um, that, I went straight into work. So there was no walk. There was no, you know what I mean? So on those days, I do struggle a bit more. Mm. Not that I'm going to go walk in, not take my child to the hospital, but you know what I mean? No, like, but it's, I, I, it's, it's, very it's my meditation. So a, a very good routine for me is very important. Yes. And yeah, I do really enjoy that time of the day. Because I was thinking about it as well,
1: like in reading and listening um, to other podcasts and reading about you, uh, you are very disciplined. Mm. Like you make a commitment and you really stick to it. And I wonder there's so much going on, I mean, from having a clinic in Melbourne and in Albury and then having three kids and, you know, being a mum and then also being a public profile. Do you feel sometimes like... It's a lot of pressure.
2: Oh yeah, I'm stretched very thin. Mm-hmm. And um, my partner who visited—he lives in New York, but he came here recently to meet the children. And he said to me, "I never realised that you were stretched this thin. Mm-hmm. Like it's—it's it's a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's he probably lot. wouldn't realise, like unless he's been here yes. seeing you in action.
2: because yes. when you're there, it's all—it's a very different version. Yes, of course. So um, that was nice because it was, you know
1: oh, it's Well some so acknowledgement. Nice I think people, sometimes yeah. you just need someone to turn around. I mean, you know, with especially your partner. You need yeah. your partner to turn around and be yeah. like, God, that's a lot. Or are you okay? Or mm, yeah, how are you doing? Yeah. That sort of thing. But
2: I don't actually feel like I am. Like I just I have just made this all happen. And I think I don't really I probably haven't been great on the socials. I probably only share the highlights, but
0: you know busy. what I mean. I like, know, you know <laughs> I know. Work, you work full time. You travel <laughs> up and back from Aubrey. Yeah. You have three children. Yeah. You have a partner. So it's like yeah, you put all these things together. Yeah,
2: who has the time? But I just people don't see me living on the highway. Like I literally, and that's a three drive. and a half hour drive. Yeah, so I, I I literally drive and then set up the for the week in Melbourne or vice versa. So. It's a it's a very busy day to day. Yes, but I I am the discipline for me is it's making the commitment to myself mm. because I realised a very long time ago, and not to sound cliche, but no one's actually coming to save me. No, so Bye. I need to make this happen myself. Mm. And it's it really was the epiphany. I had a big epiphany about my health in two thousand and nineteen, and dropped the drinking I'm not a teetotaler but I have long periods of sobriety Mm -hmm. um, and I got really fit and it was from that discipline I really found love for myself Mm. this is also an ongoing theme of people
0: Mm. ditching the booze and Mm. getting really fit and having I know (laughs) but it is
1: so hard it's It's so hard to navigate because yeah we were talking about Zoe and I talk about all the time the the social pressure and then the and then also when the exhaustion comes into play. It's really hard not to lean into
2: having a glass of wine. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And um but for me it was, you know, it was a it was more of a binge drinking kind of thing. I was, yeah. I was yeah. sort of, because I, I didn't have my children every second weekend, um, I was going out and enjoying myself a little bit too much. But what transpired after that was just depression and anxiety. Yes and I'm not really setting a very good example. And I just – I actually just felt terrible about myself. Mm. And it's from looking after myself that I've really found that, that inner love. That and you can then give on to your kids yeah. because you've been able to take care of yourself. We're yeah. a better
1: can
0: version I, of yourself.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. Can I be as bold as to ask, like, what is it like having your kids every second week?
2: Well, it was very tough um, – with the third because mm. um, he was a baby mm. when the marriage broke down. So right. he was six months old. So by right. by two by two years of age we were week on, week off. Right. And that was very, very, very difficult. Yeah. I have to say. And um you know he's you know, he's had equal time with both parents. But in saying that, because I I did have that arrangement, I was very fortunate that whilst I had no children, I was able to really educate myself Mm. and get my career going yes and I may not have been able to do that as effectively if I hadn't have had that arrangement
0: so you made it work for you in the best way possible so you could almost have both yeah
2: and co-parenting is extremely difficult Mm. but you know I was given some advice many many years ago just remain neutral and boring you know I usually stick to that I can. I, I can. I can. I can be. Um, you know, in the in the down spiral week, I can react. Mm-hmm. No one is perfect. In by those no days. days, and I have, and we've. You know, we've had our tough times. Yeah. Um. But fundamentally, it, it does work really well, and we've worked really hard to make it work. And there's been some, you know, awful periods where no one's spoken. Mm. Um. But. It's, it's worked really well. The kids are very happy. The kids are very hel- you know, healthy.
1: Did you seek um, support
2: um, like with counsellors and stuff like that to be able to navigate that? Yeah, I did a lot of work on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, did, uh, I did therapy. I also did a period, a, a 10-week course with group therapy, which if anyone wants results quickly, group therapy is amazing because you have to be vulnerable in front of 10 people. Right. You know, like it's easy to sort of sugarcoat things when you're one-on-one with a therapist, but if you're with ten, like that was really, really helpful for me. Yeah, um, and also yeah. I'm assuming hearing other people, uh, other people struggle. Like mm. I
1: find even with this podcast and and being able to talk about struggles together collectively, um, helpful. Definitely, like, yeah, because it just makes you put things in – see things in new light, put things yeah. into perspective. So I can imagine group therapy would mm. be
2: yeah really proactive like that i did have a period of being a victim mm-hmm. like i really did like he said this and 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 it's just not it just doesn't do anything but make you feel worse so i've really tried to really implement the gratitude thing again you know all all these buzzwords and it sounds so cliche but really looking at what i do have i've got three amazing kids and they're so respectful and so beautiful you know we've raised really good men Mm -hmm. um you know my ex-husband and I um we do a FaceTime every Wednesday night um we do a prayer night we all pray together Mm -hmm. um just to keep the family unit that we're all on the same page Mm -hmm. which has been very helpful and and you know showing the kids that we're united together we are united and we want the best for our family yeah Mm -hmm. and um and, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a long journey, but the kids are very happy and very healthy, and we're all getting on with it. Mm. Yeah, so that's great. I think about as well, the um, talking about it then,
1: uh, like en- entering into the media spotlight and being a public profile, has that been difficult at times for you and on your family? Like have you tried, how have you tried to navigate that?
2: Uh, I think it's probably been a little bit hard for the boys at school, Mm -hmm. you know, um, at times. But we've got, you know, we're very, very close and we talk about everything. So, you know, I have always discussed things with them and about how they're feeling about things. Mm -hmm. I am very mindful. I am a mother. So I, you know, I've probably made mistakes at times on social. um, But it's definitely, I'm, I'm very, very... Um, aware that certain things that I post could affect them, mm-hmm. or or things said, I haven't really had anything bad said about me, which has been nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm very mindful how, of how the boys would react. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's a funny one, but I like I guess as well with um, social media too. It's it's as it's a, a fickle world. It is. <laughs> it
2: is. It's very it's fickle. From, it's
0: great for business. It's great yeah. for. But then it's like, you know, you do have a private life. Yeah. You've got a family. It's And you
1: are, like, a, you are a mum, but you're also a woman yes. that has to navigate yes. your personal life and still be an individual. But finding that line is really, really difficult. Very difficult. Yeah.
2: I think that, you know, I, ha- I have had comments, well, a, lot, a lot of people say to me, I just don't know how you do it. Like, how do you do all this? Do you know what I mean? I think that I have been able to do it um, because I have had... Um, a time where I I can just be a, a human mm-hmm. and a business owner, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean, and, yeah. and actually I have the time to you know do some self self care. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I my sister, you know, she's thirteen months older. She also has three sons. Um, she has a very happy marriage. Her, her husband is hilarious. They're always laughing. But she's not jumping on a plane and going to New York. Mm. Like I'm – you know what I mean? It's like, a different It's a world. totally different lifestyle yeah, when you're actually married. Yeah, I, I've been able to, you know, sort of have those endeavours mm. um, and, you know, I've done a lot of self-development in, in America um, with different or- organisations. I've only been able to do that because I've had this window. Mm. It's not easy for everyone, you know. No. Yeah, and and, and you've made it too, work isn't it? for you. Yeah. Like
0: that's – you know, you've made the most of a situation that could have been difficult. You've mm. looked at it and been like, okay – this is made it proactive, Hard, but I'm going to do it like this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely,
1: yeah. Um, and so, what's
2: what's on the cards going forward? Well, what's next for me? I'm launching my aesthetic podcast. So I've done a ten part ser- series with the best plastic surgeons in the world, educating um, my listeners about different procedures that you can have. Wow! So Ooh, this is exciting. This yeah. um, well, you know, people don't know it's such a taboo subject. You yeah, know. it's,
1: it's, well, um, I, I mean, literally outside of Botox and the word filler, I know nothing. Mm. And maybe you can tell, but <laughs> oh no, 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 what do you mean?
2: That's ridiculous. No, no. I,
1: I'm like, so that's fascinating because I, I, I mean, I have it is. And I think if you Google or whatever,
0: you're looking up different mm. things, that is a minefield oh, absolutely. of absolute mm.
2: just. Who knows what the hell you are getting there? Yeah, well, we're tightening. I mean, the laws are definitely tightening up in Australia in terms of advertising and what you can post on social media. So I think there's a lot of positivity coming through.
1: Getting towards the end, we always have a hindsight question. And it's only, it's not, again, I always explain, um, but it's not about regrets as much as it's about, like, going back to a certain point. And I was in thinking about, for you, whether it was modeling or becoming a mother or entering into your nursing career, mm-hmm. an injectable career, um, something, a hindsight and reflection you go back and tell your younger self, like that, and maybe we could cover off all three, but you know, uh, what would you nurture to and say, like, you've got this, or um, when, especially when you were in the thick of postnatal depression or. Yeah, a reflection that might help someone that they're in that moment right now but they, Mm. they you know, wanting or don't even realise that they might need to hear your guidance or advice on how to move past it or push forward.
2: I just think, you know, one thing I would have said to myself is that it's going to be okay. Mm. You know, these moments pass but the best medicine is movement. Mm. I mean, it really helps everything.
0: If I mm. don't walk every day, ah, I'm a nutter.
2: Absolutely. yeah. I need it be, for
0: clarity yeah. and and mm. peace. Like I feel at peace.
2: Yeah,
1: I definitely, when I, I love walking and when I do walk, I, all the creative thoughts that come to my mind at the end of the walk is wild. Like they just never enter my mind when I'm not walking. They only come when I'm doing something in regards to movement. Mm-hmm. So I totally identify yeah, with that. Yeah, that's
2: my best advice would be to um, manifest your life through movement.
1: And what about in the? Do you have um, a reflection of going back, telling you your younger self entering into modelling?
2: Um, I, I really don't have any regrets about any of that. Like it was an amazing experience. You know, I think the only thing that you know, the the drinking part for me has been a hurdle mm. in terms of just you know, I just nothing's really solved mm. with you know having a hangover. You know what I mean? And I've had some fun times yeah, and everything. Yeah, that's no true words. Yeah. Been to <laughs> you know, like I, we, I really wish they'd, I think we've just got such a culture of drinking. Yeah, and we grew up with right? it. And, our, yeah. and we watched our parents yeah, drink I and all know. their friends drink so, and
0: we all drank. And we well, it was still... a health
1: professional that said to me that a lot of our parents did it, A, because they didn't know better and mental health wasn't a really big conversational piece back when we were being raised, but also the numbingness. Like the They, numbing. did, they yeah. did it to numb themselves to get through stressful or high pressure periods.
2: And when my babies were babies, I remember a friend's mother, I said, oh, I'm, you know, finding it pretty hard. She said, well, how much scotch are you drinking? Pour yourself a scotch and go out to the the clothesline.
0: That's what my grandma used to do. She used to pour herself a scotch and light up a (laughs) ciggy.
2: Like, how is that helpful? No. So, and it's just, for me, um, it just, you know, there's just so much, you know, coming out about brain health and what's good for your brain. I wish I'd just bypassed that whole section, you know what I mean? Because yeah. Because I don't need it. Don't get me wrong, you know, if, if I'm in Chicago at a nice restaurant, I'll order one, but anything past two, it's, it's, I poison my body. I Because right. I, I don't do it very much now. I, I think that part of my life I could have left behind. Mm.
1: It's funny because um, I will say that Georgie Cogland, who we just had in one of our last episodes, she did say as much as you, and I know you would know this, but she did say nothing's ever wasted. Like you wouldn't, yeah. you've come out the other side sure. of it yes. with such yeah. a reflection, yes, that nothing's ever wasted. So yeah, and
2: I, you know, I'm just getting warmed up. I feel good. I'm excited.
1: <laughs> oh, thank <laughs> you, you so much, much Alex. Yeah. <laughs> thank also, you. Good. Hopefully, I'll limit my drinking, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being so honest and willing, and affording us the opportunity. It's been so great to get to know you and who Alex Pike is. Thank, thank, you, thank you so you. much. Thank you, Alex. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Not Super Woman. You can find extra resources, links and information on our website, which is notsuper-woman.com. Is that a dash or a hyphen? A dash is a hyphen, rash. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Um, And if you're enjoying what we're bringing, you can follow us on our socials and we're across all podcast platforms. So hit subscribe, guys.